only double-digit lead for either team came in the final seconds of the game. St. Mary's 74, BYU 64 is our final score. BYU led by two at halftime. They lose for the first time this year. We're leading at the break. They lose for the first time this year. We're leading with five minutes to go. BYU had eight-point leads in both the first half and the second half. Could never push the lead to double digits since St. Mary's hung in, hung in. Made some threes, had three at halftime, made six after halftime, and win it by ten on a monster night from Jock Landale. BYU chose to defend him kind of basically one way all night, and that one way allowed Jock to go 13 for 15 from the field. And I think a, a good strategy as long as because you're guarding them that way, they're not making threes. And a lot of the night that was the case, but last five, six minutes and in overtime, they didn't do that. It was Landell and the three, and that, that's a combination you're not going to win many games. Bill, you had a chance there at the end. And what, how, how happy and excited would we be if either Elijah scores that or Zach hits that three? All you want we're, is we're that feeling, chance. Yeah, we're feeling great. I mean, uh, but that's the way basketball goes, and St. Mary's just too good to, to not be able to, you know, answer them. And that overtime, it was, uh, it was pretty dismal. Yoli couldn't score. TJ got one but couldn't score, and and uh, just really no chance in that overtime. Started with Yoli getting a great, I mean, his best look of the night. And so, I don't know what happened, but he completely missed uh, the basket. And uh, so that's not a great way to start and just never got on track in overtime. But, but you know, a great basketball game. And the, the takeaway is BYU is really good. And they're really close, but they're not there yet. And St. Mary's is still the king. Well, for the fourth time in seven WCC seasons, BYU's played either Gonzaga or St. Mary's on the opening weekend, and they've lost all four of those games. So BYU's been playing from behind of the leaders pretty much, you know, most 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 years, and really right off the bat. When you get St. Mary's or Gonzaga in the first weekend four times and don't win any of those games, you're, you're behind the eight ball early, and especially with a home loss as it comes today to St. Mary's. And, and St. Mary's has got BYU's number, Mark. I hate to say it, but that's uh, four straight wins over the last year and this year, and I think now six of the last seven overall go to St. Mary's. And so it's a team they have a really tough time with. And uh, yet, for most of the game, most of regulation, BYU led. BYU led for almost 30 minutes here tonight. And so uh, we're playing with the lead. Things look good, but you just give St. Mary's enough looks from three, and they'll make enough to make you hurt, and that's what happened today. Jock Landale does go for 31 with 13 rebounds in 44 minutes of play. Duke couldn't foul him out, and he played 44 of the 45 minutes. A big like that, playing at altitude, short turnaround. Credits Jock Landale. He stayed in the game, played 44 minutes to go 13 for 15. Emmett Nahr with 12, Krebs 9, 8 for Hermanson, 7 Fitzner, 5 for Neal, 2 for Ford, nothing for Hunter. 29 and 10, double-double for Yoli Childs, and they lose in the double-double effort. So second time this season, BYU's lost with a double-double from Yo. Happened against Alabama, and here today, he goes 29-10. and 10. Childs goes 16-4 and four with five assists. Missing link today for BYU was T.J. Haas. And when you play the best team in the West Coast Conference, your big three have to have all three on. You really can't have a night off from one of the big three when you play the best team in the WCC. And BYU got two of three. T.J. had an off night, three of ten from the field, one for two from three. So... He was kind of the missing link tonight amongst BYU's three best players as they go down to five points, hard net. Big held ball on just here late in the game, key call. Three points for Dastrup, two for Worthington, two for Selya. Zach, the wide open look for three to win it in regulation, didn't go. And Zach's three-point stroke, which was so reliable as a freshman, has abandoned him somewhat as a sophomore. And uh, tough luck on the miss by Zach at the end of regulation. 
Points to pay were even 30-all tonight. Uh, points off of turnovers, BYU plus six. Second chance, this is the decisive number. Uh, 9-1 to one in second chance points. BYU got seven offensive rebounds and did not score a field goal on any of the offensive rebounds. That's a huge, huge stat in this game. St. Mary's gets six offensive rebounds and scores nine points. The fast break went to BYU 4-0, bench to St. Mary's 12-5. Seven ties, five lead changes. BYU's large lead was eight, and St. Mary's large lead 10 at the very, very end of the game. Wow. That 9-1 second chance number is decisive, as BYU did not get a field goal make off any of its offensive rebounds. A lot of things to look at, uh, and, and you can really break this thing down, and when it goes 60-60 into overtime, you can find any number of plays that were crucial in this game. But St. Mary's made enough of them, BYU not enough of them, and the Gales end up shooting 51%. They're shooting 52 for the year, so an average night for the Gales, and when they outshoot you, they will beat you. Last two seasons, uh, when they outshoot you from three, they're almost unbeatable. Well, they are unbeatable, but when they outshoot you overall, they're, they're bound to win as they did tonight. 51% to 41% shooting the Gales over the Cougars. From three, BYU actually shot the better number tonight. 39% to 33. The difference there is volume. Mm. BYU took 13 threes, and St. Mary's took more than twice that. 27 threes taken to BYU's 13. So while BYU shoots the better number, the fact that St. Mary's got off 27 threes becomes a decisive thing. So uh, half of the field goal attempts for the Gales were from distance. 27 of 55 shots were from deep. And, and BYU didn't want to just see fewer threes made. They want to see fewer threes taken. And tonight was one of those nights when Landale got to do what he wanted to do, and they shot a lot of threes and made just enough to win this one. Free throws, uh, somewhat negligible. Uh, BYU 11 of 15, St. Mary's 9 of 14. The rebounds go to St. Mary's 36 to 31. And in the last two seasons, Gales go to 34 and 1 when out rebounding the opposition. Time for our New Skin Data Discovery, brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. Mark, what else is there to discover in tonight's uh, numbers uh, that have St. Mary's winning it by 10? Well, you get to overtime against uh, St. Mary's, and they shoot 3 for 4, 75%, 2 for 3 from the three point line, and 6 for 7 from the free throw line. BYU 2 for 9. 22 percent uh that's not getting it done and part of the reason greg i think the, the last five minutes in overtime st mary's has, has three great players they're all seniors they just performed uh landell nahar hermanson and uh, byu's best players and i don't know it's experience or not they didn't but let me say that they have all season long but this game they did not and that was the the difference no free throw attempts in overtime. No three-point field goal attempts in overtime for BYU. As the Gales go two for three from three. And as Mark said, six of seven from the stripe. Win it by 10, 74 to 64. The overtime score was 14 to four in the Gales' favor. All right, that's your postgame recap. We'll have courtside commentary to continue as we have Jason Shepard next with Cougar Postgame Live here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The final buzzer has sounded. And today's BYU basketball game is complete. Sellius another three. Got it again! Zach Sellius! Time now for Cougar Post Game Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Exclusive post-game coverage of BYU basketball is brought to you by Provo Land Title. In 1966, we started with a simple goal, service. 50 years later, that goal is now a tradition. Now, let's join your hosts, Jason Shepard. 
BYU falls at home in overtime to St. Mary's. They lose by 10, 74-64. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. We'll get you back to the Marriott Center coming up in just a few minutes. Let's update you on what's happening in Moraga. It's the BYU women's basketball team facing St. Mary's on the road. In the third quarter, 419 to go. BYU making a little bit of a comeback over the last two minutes. They've gone on a 6-0 run. St. Mary's leads BYU by 3, 35-32, but the Cougars playing much better in the second half. Brenda Chase and Malia Nawahine leading the Cougars with seven points apiece. Top 25 college basketball action. We will begin with the games currently going on just underway. It is Alabama leading fifth-ranked Texas A&M 9-4 early in that one. Everything else so far is a final. Butler defeating number one Villanova 101-93. Big win for the Bulldogs of Butler. It was fourth-ranked Duke defeating number 24 Florida State 100-93. Xavier on top of DePaul. They win by five, 77-72. Number eight Wichita State wins at UConn 72-62. Virginia on top of Boston College by a point, 59-58. Number 12 Oklahoma wins at TCU by a point 90 to 89 over the Horn Frogs. North Carolina defeats Wake Forest 73-69. Number 15 Miami wins at Pitt 67 to 53 and Arkansas upsets number 19 Tennessee 95 to 93. Other WCC action, San Diego, the Toreros improved to 11 and 3 overall 2 and 0 in the West Coast Conference. They defeat Pepperdine 74 to 66. Pepperdine struggling out of the gate 0-2 in the WCC 3 and 11 overall later on tonight number 20 Gonzaga hosting Santa Clara Portland will be at home to San Francisco and LMU travels to Stockton to take on the Pacific Tigers coming up on the other side scores from today's bowl games in college football your final from the Marriott Center today Cougars fall to the Gales 74-64 in overtime more Cougar Post Game Live comes your way next on the new skin BYU Sports Network BYU has its nine-game winning streak snapped by St. Mary's. Gales beating the Cougars in overtime 74-64. to Welcome back into Cougar Post Game Live. Jason Shepard with you. More from the Marriott Center coming up in just a second. Do want to check in with today's bowl games and college football. Pretty high-scoring affair in the third quarter in the Fiesta Bowl. Penn State right now with a touchdown lead over Washington. Nittany Lions leading the Huskies 28-21. to 9.57 to go in the third. Earlier today in the Liberty Bowl, it was Iowa State upsetting Memphis 21-20. And in the Tax Slayer Bowl, it was Mississippi State with a 31-27 victory over the Louisville Cardinals. Let's check in one more time before we get out of here with what's happening in Moraga. BYU women's basketball coming off a nice win Thursday night to begin WCC play at Portland, taking on St. Mary's. Right now, Gales with a 42-34 lead over BYU with one and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. That is a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, send you back to the Marriott Center. We've got the Cougar Locker Room Show coming up next. Your final from Provo, 74-64. St. Mary's defeats BYU in overtime. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
Our exclusive post-game coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. We'll hand off TJ3, post fires. Oh! Brought to you by Mountain Point Medical Center. Our experienced team puts you and your heart health first. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU's nine-game winning streak ends here against St. Mary's. The Gales win it by a score of 74-64. to Jock Landale, 31 points, 13 rebounds in the win for St. Mary's. In a losing effort, Yoli Childs ends up a 29-10 double-double for Yo. 16 points, 4 rebounds, and 5 assists for Elijah Bryant. And Elijah is our guest here on the Cougar Locker Room Show. Those 5 assists just one off a career high. Eli, thanks for taking the time. You made a shot to put BYU up 55-49 to late in the game. That was a 7-0 St. Mary's run. It was kind of in that stretch where they uh, put themselves in a position to win this thing in overtime. How did you see the last few minutes kind of uh, unwind uh, from your perspective? Uh, I think we just have to be better uh, defensively. Um, we let a few things slip, and that was the game right there. So it was us. It wasn't them. I mean, they played a great game. Um, we tip our hats off to them, but we just got to be able to execute down the down the stretch defensively. Yeah, sorry. I, I know it's tough, and uh, you, you played great, but I know getting the win is what's important. But uh, what, what was uh, kind of the game plan? St. Mary's has so many weapons, uh, obviously land out down low, and the good three-point shooters, and they're so efficient. What was uh, – kind of the defensive game plan coming into this one just to limit their threes and get the ball to Landell's hands and that's tough I mean he's he's big down there so I guess we did an okay job on that but we have to get back Monday and get back to practicing great environment today though on a Saturday afternoon big crowd and uh, it really was I mean if you didn't care who won the game it was a great basketball game it really was a fun environment to be a part of yeah it was really fun shout out to our fans for staying and supporting us uh you didn't have the guard of Jock Landale, obviously, but uh, with somebody that proficient down low, I mean, you just, you, like you said, kind of tip your hat and say you made the shots you needed, needed to make, or do you think you guys uh, executed the game plan the way you wanted to on Landale today? Yeah, I think we executed. He got some calls his way as well, so, um, yeah, I mean, he had a great game. He's, he's, a, he's a load, so he's a good player. Okay, last possession, ball in your hands, 20 seconds to go. Could you kind of walk us through what you saw on the final possession? I knew they were going to collapse. Um, I knew I wasn't going to call. So I knew they were going to call a foul the last the last play of the game. So they all collapsed. I saw Zach open. He shot it, and I trust my teammates to make the shot. So I gave the ball up. Elijah Bryant, our guest on the Cougar Locker Room Show. BYU falls by 10 in overtime, 74-64. Closing comments from Eli coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, uh, junior captain Elijah Bryant, our guest here on the Cougar Locker Room Show, played all 45 minutes as BYU goes to overtime, falls by 10 to St. Mary's, 74-64. Tough blow, Eli, but you know you'll see these guys again, and it's uh, way too early in the conference title chase to make any uh, uh, pronouncements. It's about picking it up and getting after it at San Francisco on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, they had played a good game. We just got to move on from this. I mean, this is this game isn't going to define our whole season, so we just have, have to have the next play mentality and, and keep it moving forward and be ready for San Francisco. Elijah, I'm a little bit surprised. Maybe I shouldn't be. I, I don't think you are, but you're shooting the ball so well from three, what, 44% uh, for the year, and uh, I've just been impressed with your stroke. It must feel good for you. Is that something that, that was worked on particularly over the summer, or is it just part of your game? Yeah, it was part of my game. I was just kind of shooting one knee last year. Yeah, so that makes a difference. Uh, yeah, I feel a lot better this year. I'm still progressing slowly, but um, 
Yeah, it's been great. My teammates have been able to find me and been able to knock them down. You lost to a good team today. Someone say you lost to a great team today. They're the preseason pick to win the West Coast Conference. Uh, so really, it's uh, again, it's a, it's a worthy effort you guys put up. That's a good basketball team you faced today with, with great with great players, but you see them one more time at their place, so there's always a chance to get them back the second time, right? Yeah, I think um, that's a great team, but we had them beat there, and we just had a few slip-ups defensively, and they got us. They're a great offensive team. I think they're top three in efficiency in the country, so... Yeah. Um, they showed that tonight, and we tip our hats off to them. Eli, thanks for coming out and talking for a few minutes. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week as we get ready to hit the road. Thank you. All right, that's Elijah Bryant. Dave Rose coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the final word on today's game from head coach Dave Rose. I'm really proud of our guys. I just think that, uh, you know, you go to the last 80 minutes that we've played and you've seen a lot of fight. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Post Game Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain Point Medical Center. Our experienced team puts you and your heart health first. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back courtside here to the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah, where more than 16,000 fans were on hand to watch BYU fall today to St. Mary's in overtime. Heck of a game. 74-64. Our final score, Coach Rose with us here on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. And uh, Coach Rose, whether you want to say a barometer or benchmark, or, it was a good uh, measure of where you were. And uh, you guys showed well today, I thought, uh, with a few plays here and there that you want to have back maybe. But uh, I thought it was a great showing and a fun game. Yeah, well, thanks, Greg. I mean, we, we played hard enough. We played together enough, and we played, you know, uh, determined enough. Um, you know, we just didn't play good enough as far as executing was concerned. And that's basically what it came to is that, you know, there's there's so many times during the game where, you, you know, you've got an opportunity to execute and get what you want and, and then be able to, you know, put, the, put them on their heels. And we had them, you know, I mean, we led most of the game. So... But but we had opportunities during those times to uh, maybe extend the lead a little bit. And, and this is a really good team. And you, you can't, you know, kind of let them off the hook, you know, possession after possession on both ends of the floor. I mean, they shoot 50%, you know, uh, what was it, 51, something yeah, against us from, from the field. And that's, um, you know, that's what they do. And we, what you got to do is try to figure out a way to, to, to stop them from doing what they do. And, uh, um, you know, we, we tried to, you know, guard that three-point line. thought we did a pretty good job most of the night. And then late, you know, it got away from us, and they hit three or four threes in the last, you know, couple minutes of the game and the overtime. And, and that's, you know, that's uh, what good teams do. They, they get open shots, they get opportunities, and then they convert. And so I think we can learn a lot from this. It's, it's obviously a disappointing loss, but... There's a lot of things that we'll take from it and uh, and move forward, and hopefully our guys will get over it and we'll be able to get back in here and you know get ready for our first uh, road swing as far as the league can, uh, competition is concerned. Yeah, I, I thought it was an amazing game to watch as a fan, and uh, obviously you, you know maybe that shot goes in. Uh, in and we're really happy at this moment, but that's uh, basketball is a fickle mistress. But I just had a question. It's not a co- complaint about uh, referees really at all. Uh, I like it when they let you play, but how does it affect you when, when you're coaching? And you just don't whether they're ticky-tacky fouls, they're calling everything, or they don't call anything. Does that even matter with how you approach games at all? 
Um, Maybe not the best question. No, but <laughs> that's that's kind of you can kind of bait me into something. No, 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 I no, don't no. Really no. want to say. I mean, <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I I thought that the game. You know, I saw a sign on the the board coming out of a timeout that said they're doing the best they can. And I think I'll just leave it there. <laughs> okay. Uh, last possession, you get it with uh, 20 seconds to go. And uh, what had you drawn up, and how do you think it uh, unfolded? It unfolded exactly like we thought, and you know, uh, Eli read it perfect, and the guy from the corner came over, stayed to take the drive away, and so he, you know, under control, kicked it to the corner. We had plenty of time, and that that was you know almost perfect execution, except we didn't make the shot. You know, we make the shot, and, and like Mark says, we're we're all feeling a little bit better about ourselves, uh, but we still have the same issues in in uh, that locker room as far as getting to the next game. Uh, we just have another win. You know, the, 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 the situation is that we have opportunities and uh, against a really good team to beat them that you just got to take advantage of the opportunities and execute. And I, I just thought that, that uh, you know, we just left a lot out there uh, in our execution. But we didn't leave anything out there in our effort, and we didn't leave anything out there in our determination and our togetherness and our will to win. But our execution was lacking. All right, closing comments from Dave Rose next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Yoli Childs double-double tonight, 29-10 and 10 for BYU, which falls by 10 in overtime to St. Mary's, 74-64. to 64. Jock Landale, uh, 44 minutes, Dave, uh, 31 points and 13 rebounds, missed only two shots uh, from the field, got himself to the free-throw line for nine shots tonight. Yeah, he, he, he was loaded, and, you know, the way the game was being called, it, you know, he, he was allowed to kind of bury his shoulder and move our guys off their spot, and so he got as deep as he wanted, and we put... You know, we had Luke and, and on him and Peyton on him, and then Yo uh, late in the game, and uh, he's good. I mean, that's uh, that's what. Uh, and, and you know, the one thing that 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 you know he he really uh, brings to that team is he brings a power play in the post. You don't ever see him kind of falling away and leaving shots, you know, on the front of the rim, or, or, or he, he's a guy who goes straight at that thing and. Uh, even the time we thought we had him guarded him, you know, and got him to miss, and we had a couple of fouls called on him. So it, that was a difficult matchup. And you can bring a second defender and get the ball out of his hands, and then you kind of, uh, you know, become really, um, you know, it just makes it really tough to guard that three-point line. And, you know, with them making nine threes, that's probably what they needed to make, nine or ten to win the game. And uh, we had them at four or five most of the game. And, and then they finished the thing up in the, the last few minutes of the regulation and then overtime making a few, and, and that was kind of the difference in the game. Half their shots were threes tonight. 27 of the 55 were from distance. Yeah, and, and I you know, I think that you know, we're trying to do a, a, a job on, on, on NAR and keep him out of the space in the key. And, you know, the, 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 the number probably that stands out to – to, you know, to see what what we really kind of did is his turnovers number. He's turned the ball over six times, and that's really uncharacteristic of him. And so it shows that our guys really paid attention, you know, to that part of the uh, of the game plan. But uh, when it came right down to it, he made a couple big shots and a couple big assists that uh, you know put him over the top. And as a team, their 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 turnover number was about double what they usually do. Yeah, 15 tonight. We, we had a we had a good plan. I think you know we'll 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 go, we'll go through and. 
and uh, you know, reevaluate the film and look at it. And obviously, next time we play them, we'll make you know, some adjustments and things. But I, I think the the the, the core um, idea of of our plan was good. We just got to be better at a lot of things. Yoli with the career high 29 had a career high just the other night. Uh, he seems to be really feeling. I know he would like to play better maybe overtime, but uh, Yoli's really becoming a force in there, Dave. Yeah, and and I, you know I think that uh, you know there's a lot to be said about uh, you know the the, the the experience of guys playing together, and and you know you don't want to make too big of a, a deal out of it because if you do have a uh, a group that's you know new with each other together, then, then you don't want them to think that that's an issue. But uh, the reason I say that is just because of how how good Hermanson and Nar and uh, Landale are in in their execution. I mean, it was just you know it, it was something to, to to watch them possession after possession, and they they left a lot on the floor too as far as missing some some open shots. But um, you know we, we we just starting to learn you know. How to use Eli and how to use TJ and how to how to use uh, you know um, Peyton and, and that group together and and I think that uh, the core of this group is is pretty good and, and hopefully we can, uh, you know have have some real success with this group and then we can learn as we get more experience. Well, Dave. Lastly, uh, the team you play next takes on the team you played last tonight. USF will play at Portland. Then you're on the road and uh, in the Bay on on Thursday. Yep. Yeah. And. Uh, it's uh, back-to-back road games, and so it's a, you know, they're all big now. I mean, we're going to go straight, eight eight straight weeks here with uh, Thursday, Saturday games, and some will be double homes, double roads, you know, split home and road, but uh, they're all really important. Well, Dave, we'll see you next on Tuesday for your TV radio show. Until uh, then, thanks. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Dave Rose. We'll come back and wrap it up here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, uh, back here at the Marriott Center, where uh, tonight's attendance was 16,212. So in the five games of the now-completed five-game homestand, which really comprised kind of a busy holiday final exam class break period, BYU drew 16,272, 14,660, 14,583, 16,592, and 16,212. So well done, Cougar fans. Great support over this five-game homestand, and it was four straight wins until today. And overall, it was nine straight wins until today. St. Mary's a 14-4 advantage in overtime, and the win goes to the Gales in OT by a score of 74-64. BYU had this thing most of the way today. Cougars led for 30 of the 45 minutes. Eight-point lead late in the first half, slipped. Eight-point lead in the second half, slipped. Six-point lead late, as in 55-49 with five minutes to go. So up six with five to go, and until this point in the year, BYU had not lost a game when leading at the five-minute mark. But from 55-49, it was a 7-0 St. Mary's run. The decisive run gave the Gales a 56-55 lead. It was back and forth until we got to overtime, and then it was St. Mary's pulling away to win it 74-64. to So uh, just a, a gut punch for BYU here today. Uh, at the hands of St. Mary's, who beats BYU for a fourth straight time over the last two seasons, and a second straight time here at the Marriott Center. So of late, uh, this rivalry, this series, certainly has swung St. Mary's way. 
The overall series now is tied 12-12. That encompasses conference and non-conference meetings over many, many years. The series now even at 12. But St. Mary's defeats BYU for a fourth straight time overall and a fifth time in the last six with today's 74-64 decision. Tough one to have to handle, but you got to handle it, move on, and get back on the uh, conference horse, and it'll be at San Francisco Thursday at Pacific on Saturday as the Cougars try to get back in this chase, which at the top has St. Mary's and San Diego leading at 2-0 with Gonzaga to play tonight looking to get there as well. BYU drops to 1-1 in league and 12-3 overall, 7-2 here at the Marriott Center. So BYU's lost games, uh, more, has lost more games at home than away from home this year as they're 5-1 away neutral and now 7-2 here at home. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, let's uh, give our... Thank yous and goodbyes. Our appreciation to all those who made the broadcast possible. All of our fans, of course, listening audience, first and foremost, thank you for tuning in wherever you were or are today. Our uh, board operator, our control board operator back east is Carter Malloy. Our network manager is Mike Tingle. Our coordinating producer is Dave Shook. Our BYU broadcasting control board operator is Cole Wissinger. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our intern today was Tommy Johnson. Our statistician, Russell Larson. My color commentary colleague, Mark Durant. Our, th- our appreciation to the BYU and St. Mary's Media Relations Departments. Kyle Chilton at BYU. Alex Bay at St. Mary's. Also wishes uh, fond wishes to Alex Jensen, the St. Mary's play-by-play guy. Always good to see him. Does fine work. We'll see him back in Moraga in a few weeks. And our appreciation to Coach Marty Clark of St. Mary's for his pregame comments and for Dave Rose and Elijah Bryant who joined us pregame and postgame today. So that'll do it for everybody. My name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you again for tuning in. Final score, St. Mary's 74, BYU 64. We've got BYU basketball with Dave Rose, our weekly coaches show, Tuesday. At 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The next BYU basketball broadcast will come your way on Thursday from Stockton, California. I beg your pardon, from San Francisco, California. It'll be Stockton on the weekend. It's BYU at USF on Thursday night. And that will be at War Memorial Gymnasium. The tip time, I believe, there should be 8 o'clock Mountain and uh, 7 o'clock Pacific time. Just double-checking before we send send you off here. It will be... Actually, a later tip time. It'll be, I think, an 8 o'clock tip time Pacific, which would put it 9 o'clock here in the Mountain Time Zone. That is the plan. So uh, that will be on Thursday, pregame one hour prior. So for all the aforementioned, I'm Greg Rubel, thanking you again for tuning in. And this has been BYU Basketball. In the meantime and in between time, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.